Listen, at the end of the day, you never want to get on Coach K's bad side. And Michael DeVoe found that out the hard way as Georgia Tech took the L against the Blue Devils. We'll talk about that. And the rest of the ACC men's squads who got a little action last night. A couple wins for some, a couple lost for others. You know how it goes. We also got A.J. Black in the building. We're going to talk about some football stuff. Kenny Pickett and Sam Howard are going to the Senior Bowl. What will it look like for these two as they're trying to get on some teams? Maybe they'll be starters. Maybe they should play the backseat for a couple of seasons. We'll find out and talk about it all here on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. My name is Candace Cooper. I am your host every single day. Sometimes I have guests and most of the times I have a co-host. But in this first segment, it's all me flying solo. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. So excited to give you guys a good scoop of stuff. All right, let's get it rolling. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, Michael DeVoe, Georgia Tech, found out the hard way that you can't really talk junk to Coach K if you don't want him to come right back at you. The Georgia Tech Blue, Blue Devils, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets lost last night 69-57 at Cameron Indoor as the number two Blue Devils shook off what was a little COVID you know, protocol where they weren't exactly in the best fit of shape, but they were able to handle things and put it away and get their second win of the ACC play this season as Georgia Tech fell 0-3 this year so far. They are not doing what we thought they former ACC champions would do, but, you know, there's still a lot of season left to play. That's neither here nor there. The game seems to be the most minimal thing out of this entire situation. As I had mentioned, Michael DeVoe, one of the top scorers on the Yellow Jackets, got into a little scuffle towards the end of the game. And by scuffle, I mean a little tussle. By tussle, I mean there was just an exchange of words. So how it went down, as you're getting ready to call a timeout, Coach K, you get your hands up to go. Michael DeVoe points his finger. And Coach K took it as him pointing his finger at him. So what did he do? He went up to Michael and said, listen, uh, what was that about? And he probably didn't say it just like that, but along those lines. And so Michael DeVoe, you know, politely said, listen, it was not a big thing in his postgame conference. It really was just me being a competitor. I apologize. My, you know, conversations in my directions were more towards the bench rather than Coach K himself. I have the utmost respect for him. And it was never any intention to be disrespectful towards Coach K. Coach K talked to Coach Pastner after the game and explained the situation. Coach Pastner of Georgia Tech said he didn't really understand what had happened, but he knows DeVoe to be a very upstanding young man and knows that he would never do anything intentional to be disrespectful towards what everyone, some people call the greatest person to ever bring college basketball to, you know, the main stage. So all that to say, my best advice, always point to players. You know what I'm saying? Keep all that energy towards players. Get eye focused. Never get into Coach K because this is not the first time he's ever said something to an opposing player, but it probably won't be the last. But I understand he in the moment things get the best of you, and at the end of the day, you just want to win. And Georgia Tech definitely had the opportunity to be in games, but we saw a couple of missed cues, certainly some bad decisions, a horrible alley-oop when it came to the, blue, the Yellow Jackets during the game. I think they got a little too big for their britches, and it was unfortunate because I think they had an opportunity to be in the game until they weren't. And they, you had the Blue Devils coming in. The fact that they were coming off the COVID pause, they had not worked out until about two games. They were not in any sort of great condition. And you certainly could have taken advantage of that. 
They did not do so. So now we have Luke Duke sitting 2-0, and oh, and you have the Yellow Jackets 0-3, oh and, and that's how the chips fell. Now, when it comes to other teams in the ACC, let's talk about some games that happened on Tuesday. Wake Forest was able to pull out another win, and they mightily beat Florida State. They snapped a four-game skid, beating the Seminoles 76-54, to 54, thanks to Jake LaRavia. So I'm working on names. No, we all talk about that every time. Had 22 points while Alondez Williams added 20 while Wake pulled away very early and was boat racing the Seminoles. Again, 76-54 on Tuesday night. Wake is now 2-2 two and two in the comp, 2-2 two and two in conference play, and they avenged that overtime loss that they had received last season. And I talked about how Wake Forest was in games all last year. They just weren't able to pull it off. And now you see them slowly finding their way, finding their groove, finding the fact that Coach Forbes tried to tell y'all, you know, back at the tip-off, we are nobody to play with. Now that I actually can talk to my players and we don't have to do everything virtual, we're not practicing, you know, via Zoom, there's a whole different ball game. And you can just see that on the floor every single night. Wake's going to give it to you. And I feel like every team should be put on notice. And that's certainly what Seminoles were last night. Again, they're trying to just regroup and refocus as they'll have to face Louisville on Saturday while the Demon Deacons will face Syracuse, a team that certainly looks to find its identity a little bit more after coming off a loss against Virginia. Speaking of Virginia, we had a great game last night against Clemson. The Clemson Tigers were a little all but close, but then not, as 75-65 victory for the Cavaliers. You had Armand Franklin really able to go off as well as other players, Jaden Gardner doing his thing, and all for not, Kaihi Clark is certainly is still one of the most valuable players, according to his teammates, when it comes to being in that game. And of course, Virginia coming off a loss. They had to the Tigers on December 22nd, second time they played them. They regrouped, they figured it out, and ended an 11-game win streak in the series. And the Cavaliers won six straight against Clemson Tigers in South Carolina. Now the Cavaliers Definitely were figuring it out. We know this is a game of runs, but they were able to close out with a 19-8 and run. And Gardner made six free throws during that stretch as well. It certainly helps put you in the conversation to win a game. 3-1 and now the Cavaliers are sitting in ACC play as Clemson is 1-2. and And they are trying to regroup and refocus. And they play North Carolina State on Saturday. <laughs> and what do you know? NC State picking up its first ACC win of the season as they beat Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, 68-63. Now, I know you're saying, man, where has this been for State? Yeah, me too. I think it's been one of those situations where we've been waiting for the Wolfpack to finally be everything we knew they could when they were in games against Purdue, when they were in opportunities against Louisville. We definitely saw flashes of what a good NC State team could be. That loss against Florida State, I'm certain, will come back to haunt them, as I had just mentioned, how they got blown out by Wake Forest. It's now super frustrating, I'm sure, for the Wolfpack. State came out with a 7-0 lead. They were able to open up as much as 20, a 29-19 lead before the Hokies went on a run. And, of course, being at home, the Virginia Tech is always a team to struggle against because you know that they're going to have the energy from the crowd to help them propel. But NC State responded with a 18-2 and run, and they were able to figure it out and hold off. And that's one of the biggest things 
that they've struggled with is closing games out. And I think for them, the big notch on the belt, everybody gets, you know, a scoop of ice cream and we all can just be happy. It wasn't the best offensive performance of the game, offensive performance that we've seen from the pack so far. But again, Quavion Smith figuring it out. As soon as, you know, we get my guy, Sebron, to just really hone in and make those shots consistently night in and night out, going to be a force. Jericho Hellams definitely knows how to get those double figures when needed, scoring 15 on the night. So I say, as much as people are nervous about NC State, maybe let's pump the brakes. Maybe let's not call for Coach Keith's job. Let's just relax for 2.5 and we can come too, right? I think everyone just needs to take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, at times we're always ready for someone to get out of this thing, but having Manny Bates being out and still being able to rally around this young squad really is a testament to who Coach Keith is and what he'll be able to continue to do for this team. So we've got to switch gears and talk a little bit about football, but I know you guys are eager to hear some more about Built Bar. Now, if you have not yet had your New Year's resolution set, I promise you getting fit certainly should add to your list. Built Bar can be one of those protein treats that makes you feel good about yourself as you're trying to resolve some of this weight gain, maybe a little love gain you had during the winter season. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like candy. And it makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that are chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spiel. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets boring. So by week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, let me tell you, Built Bar is 100% covered in real chocolate. Most Built Bars have 130 calories, only four to five grams of sugar and four to five net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go over all of your secret stashes. Add a built bar in there and enjoy a good treat. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, LOCK15, that's L O C K E D15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, locked on ACC fans. More importantly, if you have a team that you love here in our conference, we have an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and it's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free app, Get Upside, one word, in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using Get Upside when you download the app free and use promo code SCORE. To get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's Get Upside app using promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. What's up, everybody? Back again on Locked On ACC. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure you check out all the podcasts here on the Lock. On Podcast Network. I've got AJ Black from Locked On Boston College joining me for this next half of the show. We're going to talk about some great things when it comes to football, some final grades for teams as we have some people get better. We have some people say the same. We might have some people get worse. Who knows? But I'm glad we have AJ here to also talk about Senior Bowl. Sam Howell decided he's going to take his talents there as well as Kenny Pickett. So maybe have the conversation around some of our good quarterbacks that will be leaving us this coming season. AJ, thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's a this is a good respite from all the nonsense that's going on in the world right now. <laughs> talk a little bit about some sports and not think about everything else. To say the least. Oh, my goodness. Now, we know that ACC had a solid, maybe less than stellar showing 
when it came to bowl games, but that didn't really you know speak to what kind of decent season I think a lot of teams had overall. So I want to hear from you, some that we've talked about power rankings all year, but give me some final grades from the top three teams and then some of the bottom half teams here as we go over here on today's show. So two teams for me get an A+. Plus. And okay. there are the two teams in the ACC championship, and that's Wake Forest and Pitt. Fair. And I loved, I, I, I am a Pitt believer now. Um, <laughs> uh, Pat Narduzzi's got me, he's got me sold. I love the way that that team is, is formed. And heck, I look at what I predicted from them at the beginning of the year, the expectations I had is just another year for basically the entire coastal to be kind of sure. just that middling. You know, you got a whole bunch of eight, four, uh, seven and five teams. Who's going to win it? You got Pitt out there. They look like the class of the ACC. And what impresses me the most is they're setting themselves up again next year with Keaton Slovis. They got, and I'm not even going to try to say his name because I don't have it in front of me, but the wide receiver from Akron that's going to go, you know, opposite Jordan Addison. They've got, they're, they're setting themselves up for a long string of success. And 2021 was the perfect stepping stone for them uh, to really set that up. And if Slovis can be that guy, look out for Pitt for a couple of years and, We'll be looking back at 2021 going, look, that was the year Pitt became an ACC contender. You're in one of the powerhouses in the conference. Absolutely. Talking about a reload for sure. And I think it's really funny. I saw this TikTok today or on Twitter. This guy was saying that all quarterbacks in the transfer portal are following their girlfriends who play athletics in like the same uh, state. And so Slovis has a girlfriend who plays uh, soccer, I believe, at Pitt. So it was like, that's why. He transferred over there. So I'm just saying, ladies, we, we have a lot more power than we think, you know, when it comes to where guys are going to end up playing their sports. Just saying. I, I, didn't I heard you that buzz AJ. about that. And I don't, <laughs> I, with Phil Dracovic when he, when he transferred here, I heard oh, there was yeah? buzz about that too. And I didn't know exactly. I forget. I, I heard that somewhere that that was a piece, but I can't say that that's true. Well, there you go. You never, you never know here. But I do, I will say, I think it is very telling of Pitt to kind of be under the radar this season. A lot of talk was about Miami and Carolina and they, you know, ended up not being the teams that we thought, but of course it was leave it to Kenny Pickett having a stellar performance, a stellar season for him to come back for a senior year and really take over as well as Jordan Addison being the Blitkoff award winner. The fact that he's coming back, I know there's still kind of questions out there whether it's definitive or not, but I think it's really awesome to see how they really, you know, took the coastal and ran with that thing. But on the flip side, as you mentioned, Wake Forest, a team nobody <laughs> had nope. being in their top, you know, five, really, when it came to teams. Despite, despite the fact that they had all the returning people, we talk about, you know, senior leadership so much in basketball, but there was a lot to say for football in this regard. The Demon Deacons, they certainly showed up. And now we have competition in the Atlantic, which we haven't seen for quite some time that Clemson dominated. So I think it's fun for me personally. I don't know for you, you know, being an Atlantic division guy, it has to be more enjoyable to see more teams kind of compete as they get towards the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. To watch Clemson just dominate a conference gets boring after a while. Like, <laughs> watching them run steamroll over everyone to have yeah. other teams in the conference that can battle them, um, I think says a lot to the, the power of the conference. And to look ahead at next year, I said this on last week's episode, mm -hmm. that you could make an argument looking at just any of the teams in the Atlantic other than probably Syracuse that any of those teams could win the Atlantic next year yeah. because of the pot. They have all, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the country. Right. And that, that I think that Renaissance started with Wake Forest because again, you look at where we thought this, this season was going to go. We, all the talk was on DJ on mm -hmm. Phil Dracovic and on uh, Sam Howell. 
Sam Hartman was an afterthought. He was. And he was not one of those quarterbacks that anyone talked about. And no one talked about A.T. Perry at all. And he yeah. became, I mean, you talked about Jordan Addison just a second ago as one of the best wide receivers. A.T. Perry's right underneath him. Yeah. And that, 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 that program, again, they're returning a ton of talent next year. Again, the credit, all the credit in the world to Wake Forest for putting together a team that is it, again built to win, and they're gonna they're gonna be there again next year. Whether they can hold off Clemson, who you know who knows what they're gonna look like, but you know I, I think they're gonna be a contender, and they're gonna be a, probably a, a you know an easy preseason top twenty five team. Yeah, absolutely, and I think well, it makes it fun certainly, but you also can't skip out on NC State with Devin Lear. Oh, no. I think that's probably gonna be the most pissed off team going into next year after how the Holiday Bowl went down. I think that's the team that's gonna have. Just target tunnel vision. They know what they came in here for. Like I feel bad for opponents next year having to play NC State. Being honest, totally. And they're my number three team on my, on my <laughs> improvement, like on my top grades. Like no team doubt, that played very very well, top to bottom. You know, you look at Pitt, you look at Wake Forest, and they're superstars. And you could say the same for Devin Larry, but I don't see him like that. What I see mm-hmm. on North NC State is just solid to really good talent from you know the starting free safety to the kicker. Like they just are just, they've done a, Dave Dorn has done such a nice job of building a program that has talent everywhere that they can absorb injuries, that they can build that they can build and and add depth. Um, And they just did an incredible job this year. So I think NC state would be my number three. I almost put Clemson there because honestly, even though they didn't reach their expectations, I look shaky. (laughs) They did, but I thought they did a nice job by the end of the year, getting themselves back to where they, wanted to be in that and i'm not sold on them next year because i i i'm not a big fan of what that would do with his coaching staff but that's my personal <laughs> opinion and i'm wrong on everything so yeah um yeah. but I, i'm gonna go with nc state because they deserve the credit no doubt and then you know i think like when it ultimately comes to who does bad you know of course we never think there's horrible teams but there's definitely teams that need improvement and things that they have to work on going to next season so aj i would love to hear what do you feel like a couple of these teams need to get together when it comes to having a better program for next year? Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to have to say right off the bat, I'm going to own it. I'm going to put Boston College there. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put them right there because I had said early on that they were going to be a 9-3 and three team, mm. and they were definitely not. And, you know, a lot of that was, I mean, people want to make excuses about everything, but you look at what they lost. You lose a franchise quarterback like that and you don't have the depth behind him because all of the Adazio guys had fled. There's just young guys behind him and Dennis Corsell, who's a walk-on. Yeah. You know, your expectations should be lowered. But it was a disappointing season. Just, you know, being up front, that was a disappointing year for Boston College to end it without a bowl game again. I feel like this team is cursed. Um, (laughs) They haven't had a bowl game in like four. They had that. The one bowl game that they played was against Cincinnati two years ago when they had an interim head coach and they got mm-hmm. and, and without AJ Dillon and they got shellacked. Um, <laughs> and it, that was right when Cincinnati was about to just rocket ship, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think Boston college has to be up there. I was expecting a lot more out of them this year and you know, they're going to have to put up, this could be a big year for Jeff Halfley. Like this is year three, you got more of your guys there. You know, I, I still believe in him wholeheartedly. And I think with a healthy Phil Jacobic, Look at that offensive line BC had where you had five starters come back that played miserably at points. I couldn't believe how poorly some of those guys played. Um, 
He did. It got beat up. Hey, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you one bit. Listen, you ain't got to talk to me about poor O lines one second. I, so, I wholeheartedly feel. So this. let's let's get into that then. So my yes. number two is UNC, who broke my heart and my my wallet <laughs> betting on them every <laughs> single time I touched that. And AJ, then, I could have told you. You did. You warned me over and over, Candace. <laughs> And I didn't listen. I just kept going with my head, which was the stupidest thing I could have done. <laughs> you, can't, you can't ever go with your head because logic will tell you on paper, Carolina is supposed to be amazing because on paper, they are amazing. But then when it comes to putting it on to the field, they seem to struggle just a little bit. Yeah. And the, 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 the power in the Carolina seems to be shifting to South Carolina at this point. It was dicey over there in Charlotte. It was not great. It did not feel good watching how dominant South Carolina was towards North Carolina. But more than that, it was knowing that this was going to be Sam's last go. And of course, some of the you know front line is leaving. But the fact that none of the coaching staff is changing for real, there's not you know extreme differences going into next year. It's okay. Well, what are we doing here? Because if it's doing the same thing and expecting a different result, it's insanity to feel like we're going to have a decent squad. Like, okay, is Drake May going to be our leader? Is Jacoby Criswell? Are you looking into the transfer portal, trying to find a new quarterback? Like maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's just, I have my, my confidence is just low. Like I don't feel high. I don't feel low. I'm just a very, I'm, I'm borderline indifferent. Like, of course I care. So I don't think I can ever get quite there, but I'm, I'm getting close. Anybody. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate your, your comments. <laughs> I, I like hearing from an insider's perspective on yeah. and. So my final one, I want to say right off the bat, I left out the teams that I had no expectations for and, and didn't do anything like Duke. I'm not going to not going to rag on Duke. <laughs> like we had no expectations going in this year. Yeah. And basically did what they expected to do. And Syracuse, I almost put them in my top one because I thought they did better than I expected them. To this is true. This you is know true. what I mean? Um, so for disappointments, I had two teams and I don't okay. I'm going to end up going to the coastal again, but it was between Louisville and Miami. Louisville, I mean, I see what Malik Cunningham can do, mm -hmm. and I still can't believe that they play as poorly as they do. And I yeah. think he, like, I just don't understand. I, I think I honestly believe that it, they're a one bad season away from Scott Satterfield being tossed. Oh, um, for sure. Um, and I was talking about my friend uh, Matt McGavick, who covers Louisville for SI. And I was mm -hmm. like, is he like on the hot seat? And he's like, he's on lukewarm, and I'm like. I don't know, man. I'm just watching from afar and I just see like all this drama around the program and like all the stuff that was going on with the AD and the president. It just seems like they're just a powder keg that just needs to explode and like reload again. Oh, um, for sure. So, but I'm not going to go with them. I'm going to go with Miami. Okay. Miami's going to win on just because I expected Deer, and, and it's not on him because he got hurt. Deer mm -hmm. came to do much better than he did. I thought he would yeah. be like the guy that brought you back. And I had said earlier yeah. on that I thought Manny Diaz would be the right guy. And I don't think he was the wrong guy, but man, it was a disappointing year just in general for that program. But add on whatever the hell that coaching search was <laughs> or whatever the way that they treated that yeah. whole situation was just a mess. Yeah. So Miami, just just in general, the state of the program, they're, they're going to be my number. That's true. Now, I think Tyler Van Dyke is going to be a hell of a quarterback going, going into great, next yeah. season. And it'll be interesting to see how Crystal Ball uses, utilizes him. But you're, I agree. I think at the end of the day, for better, for worse, whatever you feel about Manny, how they handled that, the lack of professionalism. And I will say, it's like when you the wrong people and the right people no longer want you, it's like no matter what you do, you're screwed, right? Like yep. if they, if there are certain people in place, the powers that be are over you. 
There is absolutely nothing you can do to fight for your case. The way they turned the, you know, certain games around, they were actually in the hunt to even be a part of the Coastal for a little bit there towards the end. And it was all like all for naught at that point. So I really agree. And I think that it, hopefully they can turn things around. I'm, I'm done saying the U's back. Same way I'm done saying DJ is going to have a breakout game for like there's just certain things I won't take into my arsenal going into next season. But what I will say is that there are definitely guys who are going to have great years as they head into the NFL. I want to talk a little bit about senior roles. But first, if you guys haven't known by now, this is it. The putts win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to grow, power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. Visit NetSuite.com. Slash L O C K E D. That's locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one of a kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. AJ Black here, locked on Boston College host. He covers the Eagles from start to finish, noon to night. I'm telling you what, he has all the content when it comes to BC. So make sure you guys follow him on his handle below there on the screen if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, you can follow him at AJ Black underscore BC. Now, guys, as we're going through the season, we've given our grades out. But, of course, there are guys who are taking their talents to the next level. We saw this great video from Sam Howell. Can you pick it? He was at the bowl game but didn't participate. Had a third-string quarterback in. That was very weird, but whatever. We'll, we'll let it go. I would love to know your thoughts on the, those two going into the senior bowl and just the competition around quarterbacks, you know, guys who are not necessarily your, your high big names. A lot of people are saying this is a slow quarterback year for whatever reason. I'm like, okay, I guess. But – how are you feeling about Howell and Pickett, and do you feel like they're going to make a difference for teams next season as they play on Sundays? So this is one of the weaker quarterback classes in a while. I mean, okay. you look at who's available, and they're going to have to they're going to have to prove it. And mm-hmm. you know, I think the Senior Bowl is going to be really important for Pickett and Howell to showcase what they can do, and right. both in the practice and in the game itself, they can showcase how their decision making looks how their accuracy looks. And that's going to be so important because when you look at where the NFL draft is this year, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really heavy on defensive players like mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson from, you know, Michigan or yeah. from uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of like defensive guys, I think that are going to probably go early. So the quarterback position could go anywhere. Yeah. You know, you look at who's available, Matt Carell from uh, Old Miss or Malik, Willis or Carson uh, from Liberty or Carson Strong from Nevada. Any of these guys could go first, including Howell and Pickett. So yeah. these games, these workouts are going to be so crucial for these kids because they're going to have NFL eyeballs on them through everything. And so it's a really high pressure situation. But I, I like, you know, I look at what Howell can do and I like, I think he's got, um, he's just got a winner, winning person out, uh, winning, winner style to him for and sure. I see what Pickett can do and I he's got it he's got mm-hmm. it and I think NFL teams that bypass those two are going to regret it because mm-hmm. I think both of those guys have a little special something that if they just look on tape and like oh you know his two-step drop but you know his four-step drop <laughs> not, 
you're going to yeah. miss some of the, the intangible stuff that when it gets to game time in the NFL, those two guys, I think, have what it takes to win games. Yeah. And I know Howell didn't show it totally because the team was a kind of a mess around him, but you surround him with a good coach, hopefully not the Giants. Um, <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> I mean, that's the, 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 the thing, too, because you're going to have these guys go on to some bad teams. Yeah. And, you know, um, but I, I, I think it's going to be a really, really important couple of weeks for these guys going from the senior bowl to the workouts to the NFL combine. But it's going to be fascinating because I could see both of those guys going as high as like eight to 10 or as low as the bottom of the first round to second round. So they, it's so much fluctuation for those two guys. It's not like Trevor Lawrence last year where it's like Trevor Lawrence is number one. Justin Fields is going to be number two or three. You know right, what I mean? Right. For it's sure. going to be, it, it's, it's a lot of, a, a lot of fluidity here. And I think that's, yeah. gonna be, it's going to be fun for ACC fans to watch to see where they go. Absolutely. I think Kenny had the advantage of having a really solid offensive line. So his decision making yep. maybe was a little bit better, but then also you, he would have some bonehead moments as every quarter young quarterback does. But I think his experience is definitely going to be on his side. And I think Sam, you know, if he gets a good offensive line behind him, if he gets an opportunity to go to a team and kind of work behind someone for a little bit, I think he might fare better. Because hell, if he does go to the Giants, I know he can he can compete with Daniel Jones for a starting job. I'm just gonna right. say that. And then hell, I don't think Joe Judge is gonna be here after this upcoming season, oh. so he could have a whole different coach <laughs> to be able to fly under. So you know, I totally agree in that regard. But I think the way Sam put the team on his back. I know that they were only in a bowl because of Sam and how he used his legs. Hell, he was trying to be a running back for the majority of the season just based on what you know we saw there on the field. He wanted to do everything he could to give his team a chance. And now he'll be a part of an organization that hopefully won't be like the Jaguars where you know you have Trevor Lawrence fighting for his life, just trying <laughs> to I, do whatever he can. <laughs> I was just going to say, as a Patriots fan, I got my first chance to watch Trevor Lawrence. And yeah. I hadn't seen him since he played BC. And Whoa, is it I, it's is not it on him. I mean, he, okay. he had some bad passes on his own, but it he almost got he had like three interceptions. It should have been like six. Mm. And he was running for his life the entire game. And it was like you see it just like you were just saying, like you see a good quarterback go to a team that's a mess and you can see what happens to them. Yeah, and because Lawrence doesn't deserve that. Right. <laughs> no quarterback I, does. Absolutely. I feel horrible for the fact that, you know, as you want to get these high picks of course we talk about you know money incentives and all that good stuff but sometimes it really does fall for where you land and what organization you're a part of because i think you don't want to be a part of foolishness you definitely want to be a part of something that grows and maybe getting your feet wet and having to fall behind somebody can ultimately benefit you because it's not like kenny's not used to having to wait his turn or he's not used to having to struggle a little bit find his way nope. and mature he's kind of into this you know older man strength where he's growing into that sam howell you know he came in he dominated from start to finish at his time in Carolina, but at the same time, he had a lot of growing pains when it came to his decision making. I know he, when I, you know, mentioned on the one side he tries to play hero, but on the other side, he held that ball so damn long, he was getting solid up in the backfield. So I think it's just ultimately going to come down to what organizations need most in terms of whether you want someone who's mature, who can go right in, step in day one, or right. who might need a little more time. Right. And, you know, there's some really good organizations. Like, I mean, you just mentioned it, right? Like, look at what happened with Mac Jones. He yeah. goes, you know, he falls a little bit in the in the draft. And he avoids those teams that are a bit of a mess. He gets to a team that is built for a rookie quarterback and he's having a successful year. So it all kind of depends on where these teams fall. I mean, like the Carolina Panthers would be a perfect team. Like they don't yeah. have a quarterback and they've got <laughs> <Yes>. some 
I'm sorry. <laughs> they're so bad. I didn't just put two so together. But like, you know, so there's, there's some good talent on that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you'll probably have a new co- coach next year. But, you know, I, I think there's some de- decent options out there. It, or it's just, you know, let them fall a little bit and get behind an Aaron Rodgers or, a, yeah, exactly. you know, another, co- another player. You know, I don't think Pitt's probably the right answer. Pittsburgh is the right answer yet. But yeah, for sure. Because is going to end up there. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's just so we're so used to people wanting to be front and center facing. Like it's a, it's a lot to go from college to NFL. I don't care what anybody says, and it's okay to have to learn a little bit. And also, hell, hell, being a number two quarterback has been very lucrative for certain guys in this league. What's my guy Chase? What is his last name? You know how oh, Chase Daniels. Chase, Chase Daniels has made himself good amount of money <laughs> backing oh. people up. So. Yeah. All I say, all that is that Case Keenum, another example I have, you know, people who make great money. I think of just backups talking about Jake Fromm. Like, don't be Jake. OK, just don't be Jake. He's just horrible. But anyway, that's my Giants girl talking. Coming back to this, I say all that to say I'm excited to see, you know, a lot of these guys here as we're going to have, I'm sure, some pre-draft conversations, especially here from AJ, who talks a lot about our football stuff, because I know he ain't trying to talk about basketball because woof. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sure you watched the BC game. I'm sorry, I my to say, did that to you. Earl Grant had some good comments to say that the team had the whole team had COVID. Okay, so like BC, the everyone up here seems to have it. But mm-hmm. he said the players were you know symptomatic and they played like three days. They started practicing like two days before the UNC game, and it was he was like they were gassed, they were out of you know they were just a mess and yeah. I'm not making excuses for them because they did, you know, some of the just a mess of a game. <laughs> I was <laughs> one, watching that one going, that you oh, just put away. Yeah. God. One you just certainly put away. Oh, well, yeah. guys, it's always a pleasure to have AJ on the show. We're going to give you more content. We've got a big game again coming up tomorrow. The ACC Women's Basketball Carolina undefeated women's Tar Heels. They are facing NC State Wolfpack number five team in the country. It will be very exciting. So make sure you guys are locked loaded there. We'll have all that recap for Friday's show. And then, you know, we'll just keep things rolling as we preview for some really good weekend action when it comes to ACT Hoops. So you don't want to miss it. AJ, can you please remind these folks where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, of course. I'm the edit- uh, editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. You can check out my work there. Uh, talk about recruiting, transfer portal, all sorts of good stuff. And we, uh, we're we covering the BC basketball team. Uh, you can try follow along with that. I'm also the uh, host of Locked On Boston College. We've been doing a lot of football um post analysis of, of the season. We just did awards. We did grades. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff on the site. So uh, on the podcast, so check that out um, and check me out on Twitter. Um, my, my Twitter has been blowing up. We were talking a lot about uh, AJ Dillon uh, with the green Bay Packers. I don't know if you got to, did you get to see what he, what he dressed like for his, uh, um, his press conference? Yeah. He, I mean, he's a pretty lit guy. If I will say so myself, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Dylan. I definitely do. I, love I think him. anybody who can embrace the cold, I'm for that. I can't, but I, I'm here for anybody. We just wore overalls in every weather. No, and no shirt. Nothing, just overalls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, I got to get him on my show. I'm sure I could. Though he has his own podcast. Though. But you can follow along with him on Twitter at AJ Black. Thanks, guys. Yes. No doubt. Thanks for always coming on and always making a great time. Guys, follow at Locked on ACC on Twitter if you want to hear more. And you can also get in on the betting action by following your boy, your boy Q and Lee Sterling for Locked on Bets. So many great podcasts here in the Locked on Podcast Network. You don't want to miss any content. Make sure you follow those guys for exclusive Locked on Bets. You can get bets of the day. They can make sure that you are locked and loaded. So come back tomorrow. 
We'll have some great content. And as always, we're Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time.